0: yesterday morning I woke up and had coffee and drove over to uh, Mackinac City and watched the uh, watched the uh, Straits of Mackinac in all its splendor and off in the distance was the Mackinac Bridge and it was shrouded by fog so that The upper parts of the towers on the bridge were encased by clouds. Of course, not long ago, uh, recently we had the fires, the forest fires in the west, and they uh, put a smoke that has now gone all uh, all across the United States, turned our Moon red. Uh, there was a haze in the air, but um, I'm not sure. It was at uh, it, it more likely was at thirty thousand feet than maybe a thousand feet or more. But imagine it as you will. Uh, I doubt there was any smoke shrouding the shrouding the Big Mac, as it's affectionately referred to here in Michigan. But the Mackinac Bridge is a tough, sturdy old bridge. And it's a symbol of Michigan. It's everything that anybody who is born and raised in Michigan can be proud of. We have a million stories to say about it. And uh, I certainly have mine. Including the time that my friend Kevin Higgins from Fenton, Michigan, decided that we would hitchhike from East Lansing where we were students at Michigan State University. Kevin later went on to become the chief of police, the head detective for Eastern Washington State University. Uh, And uh, so anyway, we're hitchhiking, and we're kind of a scruffy-looking bunch. And uh, our first ride was with this, this guy. He was a Cuban, and he had this really cool fancy old car with it It was convertible and he was passing out to me and kevin some cigars some fancy cuban cigars which i think at the time were probably banned in the united states along with a bag of plantains which i had never heard of before those for those of you who still haven't heard of them they're basically banana chips so he drops us off at Empire, Michigan at some secret spot of his high above the lake so that we could watch sunset. And then he promises to come and get us in the morning, which we didn't believe he would do, but he did. And he took us back to the main road where we kept our journey. So we went around the Lelandal Peninsula, which is also another amazing place uh, and ended up sort of stuck here and there and eventually we made it to Mackinac City so we were waiting we were trying to figure out what we're gonna do next because the bridge posed some dilemmas because they wouldn't let you hitchhike on the bridge so we went to walk toward the city and I saw this woman standing by the side of the road with a bicycle so i walked over to her and i asked her she was right by the ramp and i asked her what are you doing and she said well i'm waiting for the state department of transportation to give me a ride across the bridge i work in i work on mackinac island and i take this trip every day she says and you can too for like two or three bucks so along So along comes, (laughs) obviously we're pretty happy about that. So along comes the State Department of Transportation pickup truck. And uh, of course, there's three of us and uh, no extended cab trucks in those days. So Kevin and I happily decided... At the suggestion of the uh, transportation department worker that we would ride across the Mackinac Bridge in the back of a pickup truck with our backpacks and sleeping bag as our seat. Leaning against our backpack and sleeping bag we saw the most magnificent sky I think I've ever seen in my life and of course at nighttime what a great view with all the lights of the Straits uh, going across that big bridge so I went back to town went back to the town yesterday and wandered around a bit I wanted to go to the bakery and get coffee and of course with COVID-19 uh, is always a risk to get in a crowd with tourists and uh, I put a mask on and wore it even walking down the street it felt a lot safer Went into the bakery, ambled up there, waited in line for a second. And all of a sudden it started getting crowded and people weren't paying attention to distance. And some guy's like hanging over my shoulder. Like, I, don't know, I was like, ooh, he's not only is that creepy, but he is going to get me sick. So I turned around reluctantly, walked out and mumbled as I was walking out. Don't go in that place. And the lady looked at me and said, why not? And I said, because you're going to get sick if you stand in there. And I kept going, and I was a little bit upset about it. But I wandered around, and the city of Mackinac, I remember, was sort of a forgotten place years ago. Forgotten only because of its neighbor, which was Mackinac Island, is where everybody really wanted to go. And so Mackinac City was sort of an afterthought. I parked my rig. It's not an easy thing to park on the main street in Mackinac City, Michigan. I parked it, uh, in front of Bud Dexel's building. Bud, uh, is an amazing man from Davison, Michigan, a developer, and is responsible in large part for a, a good part of the development that took place in Mackinac City over the last 50 years. And, uh... Including that magical little shopping area in which the city fathers, at Bud's uh, insistence and direction, uh, retained the guy who designed Disney, Disney World to, uh, to help design a shopping uh, mall, outdoor shopping mall in downtown Mackinac City. And it's still a great spot, except that everything was closed and some businesses had went. It was kind of sad to see what happened uh, to this place with the COVID-19 crisis that has, and a pandemic that has enveloped the United States. So I wandered around and tried to find coffee. Of course, the knick-knack shops are there and t-shirt joints and, but most of it was closed up. And of course, some of that could be the season. It's getting to be mid to late September now. And i Mackinac Bridge is a suspension bridge spanning the Straits of Mackinac. It connects the upper and the lower peninsula of Michigan. It was opened in 1957. The 26,000 foot-long bridge, often called the Big Mac or the Mighty Mac, is the world's 24th longest main span and the longest suspension bridge between anchorages in the Western Hemisphere. The Mackinac Bridge is part of Interstate I-75 and the Lake Michigan and Huron components of the Great Lakes Circle Tour across the Straits. It is also a segment of the U.S. North Country National Scenic Trail The bridge connects the city of St. Ignace on the north end with the village of Mackinac City on the south. It was envisioned since since the 1880s that the bridge, which was designed by an engineer, David Steinman, and it was completed in 1957, only after many decades of struggle to begin construction The Mackinac Bridge is a toll bridge and it, uh, in November of 1960, sections of I-75 freeway opened from Indian River north to the southern bridge's approach in Mackinac City, and U.S. 27 was removed from the bridge. It is one of only three segments of I-75 that are tolled, the others being the American half of the International Bridge near Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan in the Upper Peninsula, and Alligator Alley in Florida. The current toll is $4 for automobiles, $5 per axle for trucks. The Mackinac Bridge is managed by a bridge authority. One of the beautiful things about the Mackinac Bridge is that every Labor Day, except this past Labor Day was canceled for COVID. The bridge is open to walkers for the Mackinac Bridge Walk. Traditionally, that walk is led by the governor of the state of Michigan. Painting of the bridge takes about seven years, and when painting of the bridge is complete, it begins again. They started all over again. The current painting project began in 19... 19- 99 and was expected to take 20 years to complete because the lead-based paint needs to be removed, incurring additional disposal requirements. The bridge celebrated its 150th, 50 millionth vehicle crossing, September 6 of 2009. Five workers died during construction of the bridge. Diver Frank Pepper ascended too quickly from the depth of 140 feet on September 16, 1954, 66 years ago. Despite being rushed to a decompression chamber, the 46-year-old died from the bends. 26-year-old James Lesarge lost his balance on October 10, 1954, and fell into a caisson. He fell 40 feet and likely died of head injuries caused by impact with the crisscrossing steel beams inside the caisson. Albert Abbott died October 25, 1954. The 40-year-old fell four feet into the water while working on an 18-inch wide beam. Witnesses speculate he suffered a heart attack. 28-year-old Jack Baker and Robert Copen died in a catwalk collapse near the North Tower in June on June 6, 1956. Another man suffered a broken ankle. Copen's body was never recovered for both for both. It was their first day on the job. All five men are memorialized on a plaque near the bridge's northern end. The bridge in Bridgeview Park, a beautiful place that overlooks the Straits of Mackinac. Contrary to for folklore, no bodies are embedded in the concrete. One worker has died since the bridge was completed Daniel Doyle. He fell 60 to 70 feet from scaffolding on August 7, 1997. He survived the fall, but but um. He fell into water 50 degrees. His body was recovered the next day in 95 feet of water. Two vehicles have fallen off the bridge. On September 22, 1989, Leslie Ann Pooler died when her 1987 Yugo plunged over the 36-inch high railing. High winds were initially blamed which was not supported by recorded wind speed measurements taken on and around the bridge at the time of the accident. Later investigations showed the driver lost control due to excessive speed, and her vehicle bumped the bridge's four-inch high median, then crossed back through the northbound lanes, hitting a curb, jumping an outer guardrail, and falling off the bridge. On March 2, 1997, Richard Allen Darabin drove a 1996 Ford Bronco over the edge. It was later determined that it was suicide. On September 10, 1978, a small private plane carrying the United States Marine Corps Reserved Officers, Major Virgil Osborne, Captain James Robbins, and Captain Wayne Wisbach Rock smashed into one of the bridge's suspension cables while flying in heavy fog. The impact tore the wings off the plane, which then plunged into the Straits of Mackinac. All three men were killed. Because the bridge is not accessible to pedestrians, suicides by jumping from the bridge have been rare. With the most recent confirmed case taking place on December 31, 2012, There have been roughly a dozen suicides by people jumping off the bridge. Now, there are some individuals who have difficulty crossing this bridge. It's a phenomenon known as gyrophobia. The Mackinac Bridge Authority has a driver's assistance program that offers drivers for those with gyrophobia. or anyone, I guess just if you're afraid to drive across the bridge, or anyone who is more comfortable having someone else drive them across. More than a thousand people use this service every year. Those interested can arrange either by phone or with the toll collector to have their cars or motorcycles driven to the other end. There is no additional fee for this service. Bicycles and pedestrians are not permitted on the bridge up until... 2017, an exception was allowed for riders of two annual bike tours. As of March 13, 2020, a program to transport bicycles has been suspended indefinitely. Travelers across the Mackinac Bridge can listen to the AM broadcast that recounts the history of the bridge and provides updates for driving and walking conditions. There's no place in Michigan that better represents uh, the uh, ingenuity of the people of our state. The bridge is just a magnificent spectacle. Uh, Such beauty all year round. If you never rode across that bridge in the winter it's a thrill to see the sheaves of ice along the the shorelines and up against the, the base of the foundation of the bridge at Shore it's truly magnificent well no trip to Mackinac is complete in my book without a a few stops one of those stops I mentioned earlier was the bakery I was introduced to this bakery by Richard Hamilton Flynn lawyer who also at the time with his wife Rose uh, lived part-time in Mackinac City and uh that's where the city fathers convene most every morning although a lot of them have gone on to the next world Uh, the bakery is a a great spot in the off season to get the latest gossip get a good coffee on a cold day my favorite spot happens to be the caramel corn shop just across from the. from the ferry company, uh, Starline. And uh, they have the best caramel corn in the world as far as I'm concerned there. For many decades, um, Bells, which was uh, uh, a company in, that was headquartered in Mackinac, St. Ignace, uh, engaged in commercial fishing uh, in the uh, Straits area, and they operated a little retail shop um, along the uh, little port there uh, by the, by, where the ferries take off. Bell's Fish Company there, you could buy the smoked whitefish, smoked lake trout, spreads, you know, fish spreads and so forth. It was a wonderful tradition. Uh, and just recently it was sold. I don't know it was closed, probably because of COVID and maybe because it's out of season, but uh, when the name Bells was taken off the front of the store, that ended a, a very, very long run for that company, uh, and I'm told that uh, Bell family owned the, the land and sold it for development purposes. Of course, then there's the pasty shop, which is a UP speciali- specialty. Um, it's a Cornish uh, dish, I'm told, uh, which is essentially a meat pie with some rutabaga, uh, as, as, uh, as basically a, a flavor put in to this, uh, uh, meat pie, which is great, especially with gravy, which is really not so great. But I tried to go there the other day on my visit. The caramel corn shop was closed. Bell's fish was closed and now the pasty pasty shop was uh, closed and that is located on the other side of the viaduct uh, that would be the west side of i-75 and of course uh, there's Fort Michel Michel Michi my mother always used to give me that tongue twister to say ten times. Uh, which is an interesting and cool place and a little lighthouse uh, in the park nearby uh, which is a great place for tourists to come and visit. I didn't get a chance to stop there but I did stop at a couple of the roadsides because my truck camper is difficult to find uh, convenient parking for which is one of the things I've learned that you get more exercise with a truck camper because you've got to walk a long distance to wherever you're going because you always have to park at the back of the parking lot. But the fort is an old British fort. It has a lot of history there, so it's a great spot to stop. I always think uh one time uh, uh, my friends Dick and, and Rosemary, they, uh, they convinced me that Mackinac City would be a good real estate investment. So I started looking for houses to, uh, to buy, and uh, I found a house there, and one of the things I took my kids to go see what <clears throat> where this proposed house was, and, uh, and they saw this light that had been placed in the attic, and there was an extension cord running up there, and they said, hey, Dad, what's up with that? And I said, well, up here in Mackinac and in a lot of places up north, they have bats bats yeah and how do you get rid of bats you turn the lights on so then the bats go somewhere else so people up there and some many of these houses have bats in their attic and that is a that is a common way to get rid of the bats so my kids they weren't too keen on that house after I told them about the bats and every time for the next 20 years they talked to me about what they called was the bat house i always had a chuckle at the bat house and then of course there's the mackinaw bridge last but not least is arnold's shepler's and starline all ferries to take you to that magic place called mackinaw island just recently uh, a man and his family who sold their interest in the Grand Hotel on Mackinac Island um, made a comeback and so now apparently he's bought the, uh, the ferry service there and is going to merge, I believe is going to merge Shepler's with Arnold's and one of them is going out of business maybe at Starline I'm not quite sure but big news was this week a shake-up in the ferry business Mackinac. And the ferries have, have grown over the years as traffic to the island has increased and all along the, the, the uh, Mackinac City uh, shoreline are some kind of operation or another for the ferries. Time will tell. But what a magic place uh, oh, this area is. The Straits of Mackinac, there's very few places on the planet Earth that are as beautiful where Lake Michigan and Lake Huron meet one another. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Take care. This is Arthur Bush for Radio Free Flint. Hang tight. We might have some more stuff for you here uh, to listen to. Uh, Thanks again. Over and out. We'll talk to you next time. Radio Free Flint on tour. So I'll leave you with... uh, a few seconds here of what uh, Lake Michigan's all about, which is the lake. And uh, I'll leave you like uh, Charles Corralt. Some of you are a little bit too young for Charles, but he used to do uh, a segment where he left the sound of the sea, the sound of Lake Michigan. Take care. Bye-bye.